Real Estate Coaching Radio, America's number one trusted resource for realtors who demand authentic, real-time coaching. Starring award-winning real estate coaches Tim and Julie Harris. Get ready for unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what is truly working to get you into action and make you money in this new real estate boom. Now to our hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Welcome back to Real Estate Coaching Radio. We are picking up where we left off yesterday. This is our part two of our super practical guide to personality styles. And, of course, we're talking about DISC. So make sure you listen to part one because Julie and I are deep diving into what I would call our cheat sheet to not just understanding what your own personality style is, but also to understand and quickly identify what other pers- what others' personality styles are. And, guys, that is the point, ultimately, of DISC. It's to understand yourself and then basically understand others so you learn to be versatile and work with more people at a high level. Julie, welcome to today's podcast. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here, and it's been fun getting some uh, email reports in and some chats from students and even some of the coaches that – uh, this DISC stuff is resonating with them, and I'm actually collecting some interesting stories to demonstrate. So I think that uh, that could be interesting, and I'll share one of those whenever you're ready. Just a real quick story. Sure. So, guys, look, you have to listen to yesterday's podcast. Julie, checked your chat. You have to listen to yesterday's podcast to understand where we're coming from for today. But here's really the bottom line. I need you guys to uh, take notes and make sure you're focused here. So what I'm going to do, again, assuming you've just listened to yesterday's podcast, is I'm going to jump right in and I'm going to give you one of the most important parts of basically being able to quickly identify what personality style somebody is. And, Julie, these are not in your uh, presentation notes for today. This is, this is where they put their finger in the middle and ask for the direct and direct kind of thing. So, guys, yep. you had a graph yesterday that hopefully you've created in your notes. And that graph basically will have shown the different quadrants of the different personality styles. And, again, if you haven't, you know, if you haven't created your graph, go back and listen to yesterday's show. And I want you to go ahead and uh, you know, basically make the graph and get caught up and listen to today's podcast after you've listened to that one. Otherwise, you're about to be really lost. But assuming you are listening to part two after having listened to part one, here we go. Now, you have created your graph. You have the graph with all the quadrants. We have given you a sort of, uh, I think we've given you sort of tells to knowing what each personality style is. We're going to give you more of those today. But now here's what I want to do. I'm going to show you guys how you can figure out what somebody's personality style is, usually by observation, but mostly by uh, maybe just getting to know them ever so slightly. Now, we're, the operating uh, understanding here is that you're going to either be in their house or you're going to be in their office or you're going to have some kind of knowledge into their personal life. In other words, you are not just basically trying to cold read somebody as you're walking into a Starbucks, nothing like that. Though you can often, just by looking at their visual clues, kind of figure out what the heck they are personality style-wise. Um, that isn't the point of this. So let's assume that basically you know these folks, you've pre-qualified them, you've asked the questions on our pre-qualifying scripts, you know, you, know, you get a kind of a sense for what they are. And again, if you're just basically some slow-talking, low-emotion analytical, and you're dealing with somebody who's expressive, someone who likes to talk, you know, basically talk fast and wants to, you know, those have expressive-type conversations with you, and you're talking like this, well, of course, you're not, they're not going to like you. And guess what? It's your job to get them to like you 
and your ego is telling you, well, they just didn't basically, they didn't mash up with you. They didn't actually make it, you know, you, they weren't a good fit for you. You, A lot of folks make these excuses as to, you know, why they aren't able to work with and have the versatility to work with different personality styles, and they try to blame the customer. Well, that person was just too analytical, or that person was just too demanding, or that person was just too this or the other thing. It's not their fault that you failed. It's your fault that you failed. So be very clear about that. That's really, again, the whole point of all this is so you can identify, understand what you are, understand your natural strengths and weaknesses, mostly focus on the weaknesses because that's where you grow, and then learn how to basically identify what the other people are. So I want you to put your finger in the middle of the graph that you created yesterday, and I want you to write down these two questions in your notes. And here's question one. Is this person direct or indirect? And then the question number two, is this person an introvert or an extrovert? Okay, so direct or indirect, introvert or extrovert. So your finger is in the center. Remember the graph looks somewhat like a, you know, uh, essentially a uh, compass, right, or a cross. And then you're going to say, first question is, you're going to ask yourself the question when you're dealing with someone trying to identify what they are, is this person very direct in how they communicate? Again, Julie and I are going to give you some more suggestions on how you can look for different ways of you know, figuring what people are. And by the way, if people in professional environments have a tendency to not necessarily be themselves uh, in that they always have a tendency, usually have a tendency to come off more direct than they really are. So that's the reason I suggest that you kind of get it when you're pre-qualifying them and talking about something personal like their house, you'll get more of a sense of what personality style they are. And by direct, what we mean is do they get to the point a lot? Do they tell stories? Do they want to try to bond with you? Or do they just want to get to, like, you know, the numbers, the facts, what you're going to do for them? So you'll get a sense of direct or indirect. So are they direct or indirect? Now, the second question, like I said, is are they an introvert or an extrovert? Now, here's the way you can basically – this is the way I always used to do it, and I still do it. If you can find out what people do on the weekends or when they're not at work, that will tell you whether they're an introvert or an extrovert. Um, again, I'll caution you, don't be uh, assuming that because somebody is a, maybe coming off as more of a uh, direct extrovert at work that that's how they truly are. That just might be uh, their, you know, their professional, uh, the way they act professionally because they've learned how to be that way. They've learned to be versatile in a work environment. Maybe they're a boss or a manager, and they know they have to be a little bit more direct than they otherwise would be. So find out what they do on the weekend. You know, Find out, like, what did you do last weekend? Or even better, if you're in their house, if you're in their office, look for pictures of what they're showing you they like to do when they're not at work. And if you see lots of pictures with them with a bunch of other people, okay, remember I'm telling you this, guys, they're probably an extrovert. If when they're not at work, they they want to be around other people, they're an extrovert, probably. If you ask them what they did last weekend, they said they went to the big game with their friends. Extrovert. If If they said, for example, you asked what they did last weekend, they said they read a book, probably an introvert. So as Julie mentioned yesterday, introverts are drained by being around other people. Extroverts are energized by being around other people. So write that on your notes, please. I'll just, you know, Julie and I like to use ourselves as examples just because you guys who have been listening to this podcast for a long time will, I think, understand. So on the weekends, Julie and I are introverts because we're naturally both introverts. So what Julie and I will do on the weekends is we don't go out and seek crowds. We don't go out and seek, uh, you know, we don't go to, you know, do a lot of the things that maybe you guys who are extroverts will do. You know, uh, we'll, like Julie and I might go out to dinner with one of our neighbors. We might uh, have a, you know, 
talk on the phone with family members. We'll watch movies. We'll read books. We'll exercise. We'll do things that don't involve a lot of other people because Julie and I are so extroverted in what we do for a living that it drains us during the week. Now, we've been doing this now for 30 years, so it, you know we can do it. We're professionals at this point. And you guys, some of you listening are the same way. You can essentially – you don't feel drained from essentially if you're an introvert being an extrovert. Uh, so it, I'm, just follow me on all this. So the first question is, is the person direct or indirect in how they communicate, and are they an extrovert or an introvert? So put your finger in the middle in the first que- of the graph, and the first question you ask is, is this person direct or indirect? Now, if they're direct, what I want you to do is I want you to slide. Julie, should I do the introvert, the direct or the indirect, or the uh, extrovert or the introvert? Uh, I, I first? think direct, direct or indirect is easier to do first because you'll have been speaking with someone and you'll have something to go on. I mean, for presenting this, Julie, for the graph. So take yeah. your finger in the yeah. middle and ask, your, ask yourself if they're okay. Ask yourself if they're direct or indirect, and if they're direct, slide your finger up to the top or to where the north would be if this were a compass. Some of you right now are saying, what do you mean compass? It's just a visual for you to understand. You know, basically you draw on a a graph and there have been quadrants that you'd created. Like I said, listen to yesterday's show. So you you go from the middle and you slide your finger up to the top, and that is going to tell you that, okay, the person is direct. Now the next question is going to be, this next question is going to result in you sliding your finger to the right or to the left. Is the person an extrovert or an introvert? So now the visualization is, again, your finger was in the middle. Is this person indirect or direct? You've determined that the person is direct. Okay, they definitely like to, you know, maybe they they are expressive. Maybe they're loud. Maybe they're boisterous. Maybe they're the ones that always like want to be telling the jokes. Maybe they're the one that always wants to be in control. That type of thing. That is a direct person. Yeah, you know, you, you can sometimes tell by listening to voicemails and whatnot. But like I said, professionally speaking, everybody has a tendency to be more direct than how they really are. So when you pre-qualify them, you'll get a feel for what they are. Notice that when notice that they communicate with you, if they slow down when they're talking and when they do things like that, and if they ask, they want to get to know you more, they want to know where you're from, talk about your kids and your dogs. They're not a direct person; they're an indirect person. If they're just the exact opposite. Get to the point, what's the bottom line, how much is this going to cost me, when can you get the job done, that's probably, you know, obviously somebody who's a little bit more direct. So then take, again, take your finger from the middle, slide it to the top, that tells you that they're direct. Now the next question is, is are they introvert or extrovert? I told you that um, Julie and I, for example, on the weekends, when we're not working, when we're not presenting, when we're not on webinars, when we're not presenting to a group of agents, we're not on some stage someplace, we're not being interviewed for some podcast or some radio show, Julie and I are introverts. I promise you this weekend, when if we don't have any appointments, which unfortunately, Julie, I think we have to be on three different podcasts this weekend, but I promise you that if we have nothing going on, Julie and I will spend all of our time with Zoe and our French Bulldogs, and we'll just hang out together. Now, hopefully, as Zoe gets older, she's also an introvert. Otherwise, you, Julie, you and I are screwed, but it's too soon yep. to tell. So if, if the person's indirect, remember your finger's up at the top where it says north. If, you're, if the person's indirect, I'm sorry, if the person's an introvert, sorry about that. If the person's an introvert, then you slide your finger to the, the driver's side. You slide your finger uh, you know, towards the left. If you're, the person is direct, then you slide your finger to the right, and then it tells you what the personality style is, right? So where does your finger end up if you slide? If, you're, if you go from the center, is this person direct or indirect? They're direct. Go up to the top. 
Then the next question is, is this person an introvert or an extrovert? The person is an extrovert. On the weekends, they don't hang out with other people. They don't go to games. They're, you know, like I've expressed to you guys what an introvert is. And so then you slide your finger over to the driver category, and that tells you you're dealing with a driver. Guys, we can do this all day long. I'll do it on the opposite side. So let's say, again, your finger's in the middle. The first question you ask is this person indirect or direct. You determine the person is indirect. They don't get to the point. They want to talk to you forever. They want to talk to you about stories. They want to basically get to know you. They don't want to talk to you about your presentation. They will list with you more based on, you know, uh, the, uh, essentially the list with you based on your ability to, you know, communicate and all that type of thing. So your finger's in the middle. You've determined the person is, a, uh, is indirect. So you're going to slide your finger down to the bottom, Okay. Take time, you know, it's an analytical type person, amiable type person. You see what we're doing there? So the next question is, is the person an introvert or an extrovert? Now you determine that on the weekends this person hangs out with their friends, they go to dinner parties, they like to go to football games with there's a billion other people. Okay, that person's probably an extrovert, and your finger ends up in the amiable or the S category. So on your graph, guys, the, the extroverts are your expressives and your amiables, and your introverts are your drivers and your analyticals. But that little game I just showed you guys how to do where you do your finger sliding, you can do that in your head. Just ask yourself the two questions. Is this person direct or indirect? First question. Okay, is that, that puts them on the top of the category. They're either a driver or an, an influencer, a D or an I. And then the next question is, is the person an extrovert or an introvert? If they're an extrovert and they're, you're already at the top of the graph, then they're, then they're an I. If they're a, uh, a direct introvert, they're a driver. So that's the thing, guys. You guys have to practice this. I know you're going to have to probably do this or listen to this a couple times. But that is the essence of it. So if you know from having gone to agentdisc.com and taken the absolutely free uh, DISC test, I, you know other place I know about online where you can get a free DISC assessment done. We built that for you guys to use. Go to agentdisc.com. But when you take the DISC des test and you determine what you are, that's the starting point. You know what you are. You determine the test tells you you're an S or an I or a D. Now your job is to learn how to basically work with the other three personality styles so that you can be of service to more people. That is the essence of DISC. And this little, this little hack I told you where you basically do the finger sliding, that is one of the most – that's the quickest and easiest way for you to determine what somebody's personality style is. Now, look. This DISC stuff goes so analytical, you can drive down, drill down on this until the cows come home. And we're not going to waste your time talking about your subcategories. We're not going to waste your time talking about how people act under pressure and not under pressure and all that other stuff. That is just a bunch of confusion, confusing um, analytical malaise, in my opinion, and it gets away from the essence of it. It's interesting, but it really, at the end of the day, it's just mental masturbation. It doesn't really help you for your job, which is to understand yourself and help you to understand more people. It just goes too deep into the pseudoscience that this stuff truly is. So, Julie, I'm going to take a swallow of coffee, and then I want you, if you don't mind, if we can get to yep. your uh, – you wrote down a long list of really great sure. ways so you can – the things and actions and behaviors that people also demonstrate to ascertain what personality style they are. That's it, and I just want to make it practical and less sort of obtuse and entertaining, okay? So here's how you use it in a business scenario that all of you should be finding yourselves in as frequently as possible. So I wrote down for each of the personality styles, how do you win and how do you lose? These are just some basic rules about DISC. So what do we know about Ds? Well, if you look at your chart, you know that they're an indirect uh, 
introvert, an indirect introvert. That's your D. So how do you win? Be brief, be factual, be accurate. Don't try to BS or over-present. Do what you say you're going to do when you say you're going to do it. Drivers are big time into accountability and have a very low tolerance for dropping the ball. They're driven by action. So action is more valuable than speech. Okay? They are generally quick decision makers, and they are willing to correct course if necessary. One of the favorite sayings is, done is better than perfect, because there's action to done. right? So that's how you win with a driver. Now, how do you lose? Again, we're making this practical and applicable for you on a day-to-day presentation basis. How do you lose with a direct introvert, a driver? Well, selling with blah, blah, blah instead of just blah, or worse, blah, 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 <laughs> okay, and you don't know when to stop. When you waste their time, just get to the point. Don't drag it out. Here's an example I have from a coaching call yesterday, okay? One of our very good Uh, coaching clients who typically takes, I would say, 9 out of 10 listings. I mean, knows how to present, knows how to objection handle the whole thing. They missed one, and here's a great example of that. We kind of diagnosed why that was because it was such an unusual scenario. Well, he had gotten to the table, and the homeowner literally just wanted to list the house. They didn't want to talk about anything. They didn't want a presentation. And, uh, you know, the agent just kind of, felt a little odd about that because it doesn't happen that frequently, right? You don't usually have somebody. I remember, Tim, you and I had one where the guy opens the door, he goes, all right, you got 10 minutes. And we had just learned about DISC, so fortunately we said, okay, let's do the paperwork. (laughs) Had we not known about this, we would have screwed it up. Go ahead. It's important that we mention that that our whole system, the whole, you know, basically premier coaching, is already designed to accommodate the different personality styles. The pre-listing pack guide is literally designed around the four different personality styles. We made it so that you guys don't have to be an expert at any of this stuff because we've already done all the heavy lifting for you. The actual listing process and listing presentation, when you follow our entire listing process, which is simple, easy to do, the whole listing presentation, when you send the pre-listing pack, when you've pre-qualified, it's going to be 20 or 30 minutes and you're out the door, right, with the contract signed in most, time, most cases. When you follow it, when you use the Sharpie Close and the other copyrighted things that we've created over the last two decades – Guys, you're going to be getting the personality styles down automatically because we've already done all the heavy lifting for you. We've already created our entire system around accommodating every single person's, uh, the person you're presenting to's personality, and we've made it so the presentation itself is not dependent on you being a master of being versatile because most of you, if I'm being honest, will never actually learn to be versatile. You won't. So we had to create our system so that it would work for all of you regardless of your ability or inability to gel with the person you're presenting to. So where you go with all this is if you're not a member of Premier – Yeah, really, we've got your back. I mean, guys, we chose the fonts, the colors, the words, the phrasings, the process. Everything has been designed for you. You just have to plug yourself in. Um, And so, look, guys, a lot of you are interested in joining Premier Coaching. Here's what you need to do. Just go to freecoachingcallsforagents.com, freecoachingcallsforagents.com, and sign yourself up for a free coaching call with one of our new member coaches. And they're our sales team, and they'll call you back, or rather you'll schedule yourself for an appointment with one of them. They're going to walk you through essentially uh, the preliminary aspects of the real estate treasure map, and they're going to answer any questions you have about Premier Coaching. So just go to freecoachingcallsforagents.com. And as always, when you do that, we're going to give you those six free books, one of which is Real Estate Treasure Map. Julie? 
Yes, so moving on to the I, also know, which is interchangeably known as the influencer or the expressive personality. So this is somebody who is also direct, but this is direct and an extrovert, okay? So how do you win? Give them attention. Let them be the star. That's usually not a problem because their personality uh, displays that without you doing much. Show them who else lives there, how much there is to do when you're selling, social things, that sort of thing is very important. How do you lose? Don't outshine them, especially if you yourself are an I personality or an expressive. Let them be the lead. By doing that, you secretly are leading. Okay, I don't want to get overly analytical, but don't outshine an expressive. It pisses them off. Okay, um, Quick decision makers, <laughs> often impatient. They just want to win or succeed. Okay, and I'll tell you one of the other, I should have gone through this with all of them, but one of the most frustrating types of clients is an expressive personality who is not able to afford what they want or a short sell expressive who's losing their awesome house. That can be a danger zone. Okay, so just be aware of that and play into the good things that are happening. But you will lose when you try to outshine them. You will be in conflict because both of you are direct. Only one of you can lead. So on to the S personality known as supportive or amiable. This is an indirect extrovert. Okay, So they have being extroverted in common with the one we just talked about, but now they are uh, more indirect. They like stories. They like to have things explained to them. You win by being sensitive to all of their needs, hand-holding, comfort, safety and security, very family-oriented, Friendship, loyalty, and dedication is valued. I remember one of our most amiable couples ever. We currently still own the, their uh, house because we did a guaranteed sale on it. Uh, but they were a repeat client. We had bought them, you know, sold them their first time by our house, and we went to list it. Instead of the traditional listing presentation, they were both amiable, right? We opened the door, and, like, they had made dinner for us, and they wanted to show us at least 5,000 pictures from their cruise. You know, they just wanted to bond. And I remember you and I were both exhausted after that appointment. Super nice people, but not your standard issue appointment. So friendship, loyalty, and dedication is valued. How do you lose? And this is a big danger zone because there are a lot. It's actually people who studied this say that this is the most common personality style, the amiable or the S. How do you lose? When I, I wrote down, don't ever let them feel abandoned or not taken seriously. They are naturally slow decision makers. They have to feel comfortable, so don't attempt to power close them. They will not call you back. You won't know why, but you will never hear from them again if that's how you treat somebody who needs that hand-holding and being taken seriously and walked through the process. It's not unusual that they'll need to have several calls about the same thing just to be really super ultra secure that it's going their way, that things are going right. Anything you want to add to this stuff, Tim? Uh, amiable people are the most, Julie said it, are the most common personality style. Again, you and Julie and I do not base any of our DISC training on any of the training that was essentially used uh, after about 19, th this original stuff came from the 1920s. What Julie and I are telling you about was the re original research that that's when Dr. Marston did it. We're not talking about the 80s versions where basically people were coming out with all these other types of books. Color coding. Really kind of made the, John. Yeah, color coding and you know all these other Mickey Mouse versions of it. We're just giving the pure, straight, easy to use, practical application Useful. of this stuff. 
but the original research showed that, and Julie said it, is that 60% of all the personality or all the folks out there have amiable personalities as their dominant personalities. 60%. So virtually everyone you ever come across is going to be amiable. The second most common personality style is uh, was analytical. The third most common personality style was expressive, and the least common personality style was driver. And we usually get people to laugh when we say this, but you know, the the most common personality style, and you you guys can research this yourselves. And this actually has been validated in more modern research. Uh, university studies have done these DIC assessments of people in prison, and guess what? The most common personality style was of people in prison: drivers. So the the Not driver enough. personality. Yeah, right. I mean, because what does a robber say? Give me all your money. Talk about a direct statement. I mean, what would an amiable robber say? I mean, we can have fun with it. You know, they want they, to talk they to you for a while. They wouldn't even walk in the bank. No, they'd write a nice letter of request. On <laughs> They're the going to go to the ATM. So, but the point is, is that you know, the most person, the most dangerous personality style to be if you don't have versatility is obviously going to be a driver personality. Chances are you might end up in prison unless you learn to be versatile. So, I mean, that that's kind of a, a little interesting truism, and that's been validated with modern research. Universities have, have proven this. And the DISC personality style stuff, the D is typically less than like 10% of the population are drivers. 60% of the population are amiables, then analyticals, then expressives. Now, I want you guys, again, to think about this. Haven't you noticed that most of the time, most of the people you come across are the soul of the earth, really get to know you, you know, the amiable types that Julie described. You know, they're extroverts. They make decisions based on who they know. They're very, very bonding-focused, family people, really good, honest, nice, you know, golden retriever-loving type folks. You guys know what I'm talking about? So then you have your uh, analyticals, and the analyticals are also very common. These are the two personality styles that, again, you're going to come up uh, across all the time. The, the best way to understand is an analytical is they're going to be indirect, they're going to be facts-based, they're going to look at, want to look at graphs. They're the ones that are going to like take your CMA as soon as you pull it out, and they're going to pick through every single damn thing, and they're going to you know, go through it with a fine-tooth comb. That's your analytical type. They're going to be the ones that do analytical-type things for a living. And this is another kind of a – again, this is an expansive uh, DISC training. I'll just touch on this. But if we are presenting this to your group, we'd give you all this added information. But when you look at the types of careers or the types of jobs that people have, they almost always have uh, you know, personality-style-dependent type jobs. Like you very rarely will find a driver who's a school teacher, for example. But you will find lots of amiables, amiables and analyticals that are school teachers, supportive-type people. Nurses are going to be your analytical amiable types. You often find, very normal to find analyticals and amiables uh, as couples, they'll have a tendency because they're, you know, they basically have very similar personality styles and they feel very, you know, obviously comfortable together. Same goes with drivers and analyticals. So drivers and analyticals, Julie and my, me, for example, you know, they have a tendency to basically uh, gravitate towards each other because they're both introverts, but at the same time, you know, it's a good balance. So as you get into all this stuff, like I said, it's interesting. It easily meanders into the mental masturbation category, i.e. time-wasting. But to understand yourself first and then to understand how other people are wired will help you to adapt to be more like them. So I'm a driver. I express – I've always tested high D, and then I um, – you know, I expressive is my secondary, uh, analytical is my third, and then amiable is my fourth. And amiable is usually very, very low. So uh, when I'm 
presenting or speaking with an amiable person, they're naturally going to be my biggest challenge in order for me to uh, essentially become like them. But over the years, I've learned how to be like them so they think I'm amiable. And I haven't done I've, – I've done that so that I can be of service to more people. I've done that so more people will feel comfortable around me and trust me to help them solve their problem. I've done that so that I could have a better life for me and my family. You guys have to have that same mindset. It, the typical flaw that I see when this stuff is being taught, and it's, you know, it, Keller Williams is probably, uh, they did originally, you know, 20 years ago when they started offering this, they did, they were offering uh, training on this that was really great, and then now it's gotten to the point where you go to a training where they're talking about DISC, and all of a sudden, magically, everybody in the room is a driver. So that's gotten away from the core of it, and what I mean by that is people in our industry, salespeople, have this really stupid uh, mindset that in order to be successful, you have to be a driver or to be expressive, and that's absolutely not true. Matter of fact, I'll tell you, and this is again, this is when I go to, when I hear about people going to these DISC training events. The person doing the DISC training doesn't know what the heck they're doing, and they don't emphasize this that you can be successful no matter what your personality style is. And there really is no correct personality style for sales. People who say that are full of shit. You can be, a matter of fact, some of my most successful personal coaching clients have been analytical. There you go. Some of the most successful people in business are analytical. Now, you can be amiable and be successful. You can be uh, driver and be successful. You can be, you know, a uh, expressive and be successful. You can be analytical and be successful. We've had personalities, uh, presidents that are all four personality styles. Uh, I would say that uh, Barack Obama was definitely analytical. I don't think anyone would argue with me on that point. He was analytical first, C then a D. Now Donald Trump, I guess I think we'd all argue that Donald Trump is a driver first and then expressive second. And then you go back to like, um, you know, Jimmy Carter was probably amiable. So you can, you know, the, again, don't believe that you can't be successful no matter how you test. It bothers me, breaks my heart when I see folks that will take these tests and then all of a sudden because they think the test is somehow like a, you know, a future reader or it, they believe it's real. It's not. It's just pseudoscience. Then they decide that, well, I guess sales isn't for me. Look, you will have natural tendencies towards certain uh, pro, uh, certain uh, professions, but don't believe that if you really want to be a great salesperson that you have to be an expressor or a driver. It's just not true. You guys follow me on all this? So listen, go to agentdisc.com, agentdisc.com, and take the test, and then go back and listen to these two podcasts. I think it will actually help you a lot more understanding how to apply this information. Um, if you guys like this information, you want Julie and I to deep dive more into it, um, we've presented this for forever. We've studied this way too much. So if you want us to present more of this, we're more than happy to. What we're trying to do is what we always try to do. We're trying to make our information practical and tactical so you guys can literally just get it enough to go out and apply it. And if you, but if you want more information on this, let me know, Tim at TimAndJulieHarris.com or Julie at TimAndJulieHarris.com. Of course, on Premier Coaching, we have lots and lots of information on DISC. So Premier Coaching members, just go and listen. If you need us for anything, I want you guys to feel free to email Julie and I directly at any time. It's Tim at TimAndJulieHarris.com or Julie at TimAndJulieHarris.com. And uh, we really want to thank Firepoint for being a sponsor for today's podcast. Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris is brought to you in part by Firepoint. Growing a real estate business is all about knowing your numbers. Long-term success in real estate is knowing how to capitalize on those numbers daily. 
As the head of your team, whether it's one, 100, or even 1,000 people, FirePoint is the all-in-one business solution for you. Created by agents for agents, FirePoint is more than just another CRM. FirePoint offers a complete picture of your business. From lead generation to team management and accountability and the best return on investment reports in the industry, FirePoint is the solution that is focused on what matters, showing you the most profitable path to more closed transactions. Schedule a free demo at firepoint.net. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris, Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. Thank <laughs> you.